It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. Here is your host, Drew Myers. Happy New Year. Let's ride. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show and Podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Did you have a good break? I did have a good break. Busy. Oh, God. Tiring. I have a holiday hangover. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I know. I had zero alcohol, and I feel hung You had over. zero alcohol. Zero. This morning, speaking of, um, I got up before Jeff, and I'm doing stuff and getting the house back, you know, taking Christmas down, all that, whatnot. And he says, is everything okay? And I was, because I think I was sort of zombie-like. He's like, are you mad at me? I would go, no, I'm just like in a zone, and I'm like, holiday hangover I think just the thought of taking all the stuff down and putting everything back and oh dread we did a list or something about holiday stress I think it was and it was like you need to have something to look forward to after the new year or -hmm. you have this holiday hangover because Mm -hmm. you're so geeked up about the holidays oh christmas we'll be running all these different directions then we've got new year's and doing all of this stuff and then on january 2nd it's like um now what i know so what's your like next thing okay you're gonna think that you're gonna roll your eyes here's my next thing here's what i'm doing my housekeeper who comes on thursdays i left her a note the last time she was at the house and i said In the next few days, can I rent a U-Haul, small U-Haul truck, and you come over, and we are going to go through my garage, and we're going to just pile stuff in it that I don't want, don't need. We're going to go through some closets. We're going to go through some cabinets, and we're just going to pull everything out that I just don't want anymore. We're going to load it up in U-Haul. We can either, A, drop it off at your church, because they're always needing that for families. We can take it to Goodwill. You can take it all to your house and have a garage sale. I don't care, but I would like to see you drive off in a U-Haul with, like, a lot of the stuff from my house. That's what I have to look forward to. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> that is awesome. You want to purge. The purge. The, the purge. purge of 2019. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's awesome. I know. I'm excited. And Jeff will be, I think he'll like me about 5% more than he already likes me. So that'll, that'll get wow. me to 100%. That's awesome. I know. You've kind of inspired me. I kind of want to purge a little bit also. You know what feels good? If you take everything that you don't want and you like, dri- you know, take it outside and put it in your driveway and kind of look at it and you're like, this is what I've been living with. I don't even need this. What is this? So it'll be like random, like plastic lids to things that I don't even have the, the container to, or it's mismatched something, or it's something that's from a long time ago. That I don't know why I kept. So it is gone. Are you excited about this? I really am. I'm excited for you. Like, I'd like to just go ahead and close out the show now and go home and get started. All right. Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity <laughs> radio show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. See ya.
We have a good show today. I want to t- recap our Christmas. Okay. Just talk about that. I want to do that before we get Seems into the show. Seems like that was a show. long time ago. Seems like it was 100 <laughs> years ago. Did you have a good Christmas? Yes. And yeah, there was just a little bit of drama. Um, but on Christmas Day. Okay. Um, Christmas, okay, so Christmas Eve is when we have our big family, like all the kids over. So Christmas Eve morning is like Christmas morning at my house. Okay, gotcha. because I've grown kids who have their own families. And, right, right, right. And so they want to do Christmas Day at their home. Okay, so we do it. The we did it this year, the day after. So our Christmas Eve was Christmas night, and then the twenty sixth was, was Santa was, and all that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I have a tradition where I make breakfast, and I always bake quail, and so everybody looks forward to me. Really? Yeah. I, we, How did that start? I don't know. It's we've been doing it for like ten years now. I feel like. But you, I go to Central Market. They come like four in a bag. They're little little quail bodies, and they're semi boneless, so they lay kind of flat. I soak them in buttermilk overnight to get the gaminess out. Then the next morning, I do a like a chicken fry them. You know, like I right. do a flour like egg, like a pan fry. And then and I well I start them I start them in a pan a hot pan with olive oil and I just kind of get them brown on either side then God, I put I'm them hungry. on a cookie sheet God I, I want put some a of that. pat of butter on each little Holy bird crap. and then I put it in the oven for like thirty minutes they are so delicious so that's what we do so everybody comes over they like where's the quail I'm like it's in the oven so we do we do a huge breakfast with quail and eggs and biscuits and gravy and all of that. And then everybody rips into their presents and opens their stockings. And it was a good time. That was, that was fun and easy. And everyone had a nice time. And then we didn't have anything to do later that day, Jeff and I. We, I don't even think, I don't remember what we did Christmas Eve night. We didn't really do Probably anything. Probably went to church and then... No, we didn't go to church. Oh. I made him watch him. We watched movies. We watched Shawshank Redemption. Okay, Christmas we, film. We watched um, As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Okay. And we watched another chick flick. It's complicated. So. So you watched three movies on Christmas Eve. Yeah. It just it was just the two of us. The kids were all doing stuff, and so it was nice and quiet, and we just watched movies. Okay, hold on. Before you keep going, later on in the show, we're going to talk about your movie Marathon, I which know. happened after Christmas. You watched a ton of movies. I already have so far. Okay. Christmas morning. I get up at six because I got to put the turkey because my whole family, 30, 31 people coming over. We do it at our house. We do lunch. I get up at six. We know the bird. This is actual Christmas, Christmas morning. Christmas morning. The bird, the turkey's been in the ice chest brining overnight. We always brine the turkey. So I get up. I you know do what I need to do to it. I get it in the oven. Then I'm start kind of planning out what I'm going to do. I get a text message from Jeff, who's in the other room, at 7 a.m. Can you bring me a water and a Gatorade? I'm sick. And I was like, oh, no. Well, first I thought it was a ploy for him to get me to come in there because he had some special gift for me or something. Nope, he was really Merry sick. Merry Christmas to him. <laughs> it was like, I walk in there, he has fever. Oh, no. He's vomiting. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, he knows we can't cancel because nobody else in my family would host Christmas. I mean, it, it just wouldn't happen. It'd be like, oh, oh, y'all can't have it because Jeff's sick. Well, we'll just try again next year. It's not like we would regroup and go to someone else's house. So I'm, I'm, the, I'm it. 
So he's in there. He's so sick. I don't know how to help him. But then I realize, dude, you are on your own getting this ready because he he helps me. Like Jeff is 50, maybe 60% of the work at our house. I'm like, he's way better than me. He deals with the turkey always, things like that. I had to find the folding tables. I didn't want to bother him too much. I didn't know where the folding tables were, but I had to make room in our house for 30 people to have a sit-down dinner. So I started panicking. I found the folding tables, brought them inside. I have chairs all over our house. People always question why we have so many random chairs places. Well, it's for when we have once or twice a year when people come over. So I set up all the tables and made sure everybody had a place to sit. Then I was like, oh my God, I have things I have to cook still. So like I was a sweaty, gross mess. So luckily it was weird. I don't know how I made it all come together, but it was all came Jeff together. Jeff okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeff was okay. I gave him four Advil and then um, he just laid in bed. And then he said, when people start coming, I'm going to lock the bedroom door. So, you know, because... Knowing some of my cousins and stuff, they would go in there and like jump on the bed with him and like give him like a noogie and razz him for being mm. a the p word and you know not getting up. Oh, you're sick, you know. And he was like, "I'm locking the door." I'm like, "Good plan." <laughs> so people were just knocking through the door. Hey, Jeff, you okay? Hey, we miss you. So, so we had, but it, it turned out okay, even though you. It turned were out okay. He and, he, and Jeff texted me <laughs> like this is he was you know a hundred feet away, but he kept texting me. He texted me and he said. I'm taking a shower. I go, oh, that's a good sign. Are you going to come out? And he's like, well, I don't know. I go, well, just come out. Just don't touch anybody. And he didn't have fever anymore. So he did come out and he kind of sat across the room. And, 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 and then people just kind of waved at him and talked to him from afar. And then he was fine. Fa la 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 la. I did teach the grandbabies that one time you said, fa la 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 at you. So all Christmas Eve day. That's what they were singing. Interesting. <laughs> and the irony with Jeff being sick. It's, uh... And then he was fine. It was very strange. By like four o'clock Christmas day, Jeff was huh. perfectly fine. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Convenient. I think so. <laughs> he wanted to see if you could pull it off, and you did. <laughs> I'm some sort of superhero, oh, I've, gosh. I've decided. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So, And was, then on the 26th, you did your movie marathon. Again, we're going to talk about that later on mm-hmm. in the show. So I'm glad you had a good Christmas. Oh, while I'm thinking about it. Yes. We are at Blue Haven Pool, Shawna Glenn Design. I forgot to bring your bonus Christmas present. I have another present for you. You do? Yes. Hopefully I remember it tomorrow. Is it something that I want? Um, You don't know you want it, but when you get it, you'll be like, why didn't I ask for this? You're really going to dig it. Is it the chart you texted me? No. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Also, uh, it's part of our my homemade Christmas gifts. I'm excited to hear about how everyone in your family was creative this year. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Real quick, my Christmas was pretty normal. No real drama. We did Christmas morning with the kids at the house. Mm-hmm. And... That's always great because they're so excited and they got a bunch of cool stuff that they love or they will love for 15 minutes. And then Christmas night, my family showed up in Rainbow Mm -hmm. to to do our Christmas. So my sisters, brother-in-laws, and nieces and nephews, everybody shows up. And my wife's parents were there also, so my in-laws. 
And then we did our inaugural Brazos House Retreat Jingle Bell Run. Uh, yes. How did that go? It was great. Did you win? <laughs> Duh. Okay. We did a half a mile out on County Road 304 and then half a mile back. And not everybody participated, but most everybody participated. All the kids did it as much as they could. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Good. I wore a um, white Christmas onesie. Okay. And I run on a regular basis. I was a sweaty mess at the end of this run. Just yeah, damp all over, moist Ew. all over. Gross. Oh, it was so gross. And then we ended up at um, Mary's house, my mom's cousin who lives next door. And we had hot chocolate mm-hmm. and just, it was, it was fun. It was different. I had some old race medals that I gave everybody and the kids loved them. My uh, nephew, Raleigh left his on all weekend i said oh he can keep that it was like a Cowtown marathon sounds like the drew show oh here's some of my race medals would you like it everybody did you make sign it. did they make you sign the back no but i did go around and tell stories about each race oh good i'm Lord. just kidding i, I would, just passed them out i would have been drinking and then mom made a, a pot roast dinner that we all ate that night and it was it was great and then we all watched a movie afterwards half of us watched solo the Star Wars film. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other half started watching Lonesome Dove. Mm. So it was good. And then on the morning of the 26th, we got up and did our stockings and homemade gifts, homemade presents, which we'll talk about later on in the show. So it was good. Good. I'm we glad. ate a bunch. We had yeah. other people come in during the day, family, to just to say hello and hang out. And it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was a nice. It was the nice. The weather was kind of crappy, though. So we were kind of confined to a house. It was raining. And it was weird. The wind was blowing 150 miles mm-hmm. an hour, but it was good. Nobody killed anybody. That's good. As my dad would say, nobody pulled a knife or a gun. That's so, awesome. Successful Christmas in Rainbow, Texas. It's always good when there's no murder involved. Right? Mm-hmm. Again, we got a great show planned today. I'm glad to be back. I sent you text messages over the mm-hmm. break while we were off the air and just... Random stuff. We may talk about that later on in the show as well. Okay. Just stuff that came up. I was like, man, I can't wait to talk about it on the radio tomorrow. Oh, I'm not on the radio tomorrow. So <laughs> I was like, so I just sent Shauna a text message. We are going to recap your movie marathon. We've got a Shauna's top 10 today, which you hate. And then we've got our bearded banter today. What do you owe yourself? That's pretty deep on this January 2nd to mm-hmm. kick off 2019. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we are broadcasting from Blue Haven Pool, Shauna Glenn Design, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. Let's ride. Get busy living or get busy dying. I'm Gerald Dodd, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Yeah. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. I'm Drew Myers. We're in Fort Worth, Texas today. And I need to talk about our homemade Christmas gifts. Again, if you don't listen to the show regularly, we make our gifts in my extended family. So my sisters and my parents, we make our gifts. Now, with the kids, we buy gifts and mm-hmm. Santa comes. And, but with my mom and that side of the family, we all make our gifts. And we've been doing this for dang near 20 years. It's been a long time. And every year... I'm just like, why do we do this? I know. It sounds like such a I was pain. working on... So we did our Christmas on the morning of the 26th, and I was still sewing part of mine that morning before we went up to my mom and dad's to do it. Do you know how easy it is to get online and order off Amazon and not worry about making something? But after it's all said and done with them, we open all those gifts. It is such 
a cool experience to see how creative and thoughtful people are. Do you think people really hang on to this stuff or is it no, stuff I'm you kind of like, oh, that's really cute, toss it? No, I don't think anybody tosses it, but I do know for a fact I've done it. I've also seen this at my sister's place. This stuff will be up for a little while, and then you'll go out to their garage to get a Topo Chico, and you're <laughs> like, there's that gift I made three years ago. See? So it kind of mm-hmm. has a, a shelf life. It does have a shelf life. But what doesn't have a shelf life? Even stuff you purchase, you know? And th- there are a handful of things that we've made over the years that we still have that have stood the test of time, but I don't know. So I was just going to go run through these real quick. Okay, tell me. A lot of food items. A lot of people made food this year, like my Nephew Cal made a Chex Mix. He's eight. Fun. Yeah, just easy and fun. My in-laws made pickles. Just a jar of pickles. I would eat that. My brother-in-law, Mike, made a, like, cookies in a jar so made homemade cookie dough and then put it in a jar that you can cook later with instructions or eat raw or yeah or eat raw (laughs) if you want salmonella so there was a lot of that Mm -hmm. some kind of cool different off the wall things because a lot of the gifts are not recycled but kind of rethought and done a different way let me ask you a question do you just have to make one of these things or do you make you make like if there are 10 people participating you have to make 10 of those things it depends so you can either make a gift for the whole family okay so everybody my mom my dad my sisters everybody that we all share Okay, so you wouldn't share a jar of pickles. No. So everyone so got each a, each family, family got family a jar of pickles. Got a jar of pickles. Gotcha. Now okay. sometimes everybody in that family gets a gift. Also, it really depends on what the gift is. Here's an example: my sister Susan made coasters, just really cute coasters with really funky fabric. Nice, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. each family got a stack of I don't know six of those. Cute. Okay, yeah. but not and, and so, useful. Not Crash and Eileen didn't get their own coasters. Right. Tanya and I didn't get our own coasters, but each family did. Gotcha. Okay. Another example is my niece, Mary Grace. She's 13. She is really into music. She's really kind of embraced. She started playing the guitar. She really loves Jimi Hendrix and Fleetwood Mac and the, the Beatles. Yeah. yeah she, she likes that's all awesome. that. She so she got some soul. old vintage records and she turned them into clocks. Wow. So, she, you know, she just yeah. got the clock. Right. Piece and then put she the numbers on. She ruined the record by making it into a clock. I'm sure. Hopefully, she got the records from like some shady thrift store, <laughs> you know, and they were scratched to hell. And hopefully, they were all scratched. So to mine hell. was um, William Whalen, Poncho, and Lefty. Oh, cool. The, that record. So yeah. it was kind of, and then she gave us the album cover to go with the clock. The clock. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, and especially because it really it was her. Does it work? It does. Once where, you pop, once you pop the battery in, where are you gonna hang it? I'm gonna put it in my studio. Nice. Yeah, my home studio. I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> that is very cool. Crash made these letters, bought the letters at like Hobby Lobby, and then you wrap the string around and then put foil around it and then you color it. So it looks like stained glass. That's neat. So each family got their last name. Very cool. So, yeah, it was neat. I don't know. Did you see any of these online? I did. Okay, so you, you're familiar with what I'm talking about. Eileen, I helped her with hers. We did a kind of a Pinterest special. It was a nativity scene made out of popsicle sticks. How cute. It was It was really cute. And what I liked about it is she didn't really get after it with the hot glue gun. I mm-hmm. helped her a lot with that. But she painted all the popsicle sticks. And it was neat. And it was super cute. Yeah. Sounds time consuming. Now, my dad did something. It looks straight out of Pinterest. Okay. He went around the property and got pieces of wood 
I don't know, two inches, three inches long. Okay. And he made country crayons. Okay. Really cute. So this long stick, he stuck a crayon in the end of it, painted the other end the same color as the crayon. So it looks like this big kind of wooden crayon. Very cool. It was, I mean, when we opened them, I was like, have you been on Pinterest? (laughs) That is, I mean, it was, it was really dad, cute. Maybe he has a big following on Pinterest. He's got his own board. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> I mean, they're so cute, you don't want to use them. Right. You know, you just want to d- display them in a fun way. So everybody in every family got two or three of those that's crayons. That's cute. So that's cute. Not your dad. Let's talk about my brother-in-law, Scott, real quick. Yeah. He was working on his on Christmas night, so our Christmas Eve, so the night of December 25th. He's working on this. He's down in the barn cutting wood. He came up to my house. I don't know. It was like 11 o'clock. He was like, do you have any like Mod Podge, Deco Podge stuff? And I'm like, yes. So, he, I mean, he was working okay, on this last minute. the fact that you said minute. yes. Says a lot. We might, want to, we might want to revoke your man card. Rephrase. Tanya had it. <laughs> okay. Got it. And I knew exactly where it was. <laughs> but he printed off on my mom's computer. And then decoupage this to a like an old fence board. Okay. The Bristol stool chart. Yes. He said this was inspired by my mother, who always asks about our BMs. Yes. Like, when's the last time you had a BM? And about the consistency. It really can tell your mood and your health. Yes. How your BM is. So it just breaks it down. There are pictures on this board. Um there's description, the consistency, and it says what it indicates. Well, yeah, you know what I heard? You know Howard Stern, his partner, Robin, they've been together right. on the show, his show for years and years. Well, she, before she was on the radio with him, she was an RN. And I'll never forget this. She said that you are a healthy pooper if it's long and it floats. Like if it's one piece and it floats, that means you are healthy. You have a healthy gut. So every time you have a BM, yes. do you check? Are you a toilet looker? Uh, I, sometimes I, I am, but I don't mean to be. You know, you turn around to flush and you're like, oh, there it is. There it is. Floating, not floating. <laughs> but do you think about Robin from the Howard Stern show? about? Yeah, what? yeah I do. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I think about her and, and then I was like, I never checked out to see if what she said was true. I just took it as her. That was all right. She said it. She's a nurse. She knows. So after we opened all these gifts, I sent you pictures. Yes. Well, actually, I only sent you the picture of Scott's gift, the Bristol yeah, you, stool yeah, chart. The I rest I saw on your Instagram. But okay. That, you did send me that, and I observed the chart, and then I answered. Hold on. Don't p- tell people. I okay. want to read the text message that you sent back to me. So I sent a picture of Scott holding his gift. Then I zoomed in on the gift, and you wrote back in all caps, which is unlike you, Shauna Glenn, what is wrong with you? And I said, my brother-in-law made that. Then I didn't hear back from you for a little while, and then you sent me this text. It said, P.S., according to the chart, I'm mildly constipated. (laughs) Yes, according to the chart. Do you find that gift useful? Do you find it like something you would hang in the bathroom? Is that funny if you hung that in the bathroom, your guest bathroom when people came over? I think, uh, yeah, it depends on, like I could hang it in my guest, in my powder bath because I've got some funky art already hanging up in there. And so people would get it. But I think like if you went to my mom's house and that was hanging in her bathroom where she doesn't, I think people would go, Deb, are you okay? Everything all right? <laughs> There's a weird chart in your bathroom. It's, who's that for? Yeah. So I think it, it depends on the person, but that, that would be fun. 
He definitely, he definitely won the random homemade Christmas gift yes. award. Some other things. My mom made some cute frames with scripture in them with little crosses on them. And she made some prayer beads for the, for the girls. That was nice. That was nice. My sister Allie, she's an art teacher over in Dallas. She made this amazing pottery. Just, I mean, she went above and beyond. That's like a legit gift. That's something that you would hold on to. The right. shelf life for that is, mm-hmm. it, is quite extensive. But uh, a couple bowls and a little cheese platter. It's, it was really, really cool. Like I mentioned, my sister Susan made um, coasters. So Allie won. It, yes. I mean, if you just... Wait, what was your gift? What did well, you... well, I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Oh, okay. I was just making sure I covered everybody else. My, my nephews, Allie and Scott's kiddos, made a Christmas ornament. They did kind of a team thing. If they weren't so little, so it, they are five, three, and almost two, mm-hmm. I'd have been like... We what did Tanya do? Did you already say? No, I was oh. going to tell you that one also. Tanya may have won. Okay. Tanya got a new vinyl printer, and she got old vintage windows mm-hmm. and put stuff on there for people. Like like she made little signs. Signs like mm-hmm. for my parents, she's, it said "Welcome y'all" and it had an old vintage truck that said Myers on the back of it. Cute. And then my sister's was like over the top with like different just bullet points of scripture, and I mean it was it was pretty elaborate. I would want her to make me one that said "Get the f- out of my house." <laughs> but on a vintage window. Yes. Okay, I'll put that order in for you. What I didn't like about my wife's gifts is my house looked like somebody rolled a grenade through it because she spent so much time making these gifts that everything else in the house just got forgotten about everything Hmm. the dog died because nobody fed the dog the dog didn't die we used every single plate and every single bowl and the house we started using chopsticks leftover chopsticks having someone come and just clean once a month and just you know clean spruce up i don't don't know it seems like that's for rich people (laughs) all right let's talk about mine real quick okay mine was kind of a one-off it wasn't sentimental in any shape form or fashion we call it cry factor there was no cry factor with my gift i made a sock monster okay i purchased these mesh laundry bags that I guess you wash your panties in them. I don't know. You love that word. But I repurposed them and turned them into sock monsters. So I sewed little monster faces on the front of these mesh bags. And I wrote a poem about these two pairs of socks that wanted to stay together forever. But the clothes dryer and the laundry hamper were trying to tear them apart. And to their rescue comes this sock monster. And how we had to do our part and keep feeding the sock monster. and That's that's good. That's nice. Wow. I just keep thinking about, you know, how easy it would have been to just give everyone an Amazon gift card. <laughs> but did you have fun doing it? Um, Was it a beating? Tell the truth. It's a little stressful. But again, after it's all said and done with, you're like, that was How pretty damn cool. How many did you cool. have to make? I made four. All right. So every family got one. And then I printed off, I went to Staples and I printed off the little poem and it had graphics on it. And, and you made up the poem or you stole it? I did. And so that is the funny part, okay? So I hand sewed these mesh bags. Mm-hmm. And then my sister Allie, she read the poem to everybody that morning. And everybody was like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of different, kind of creative. It's useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could actually probably sell those if a mass produce them just because I mean, it's kind of a gimmick it's kind of like the elf on a shelf type of deal nobody could believe that i wrote the poem because I mean, you're not creative i don't know i mean i, I do you have the poem where you can read it give me a reader right now 
I can read it. Yeah, I want you to read it. It's um. The suspense is just killing everyone. Oh gosh, is it killing you? I just want to see if I believe it or not. I tell you what, let's take a break mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and then I'll read it. Because you can't find it. No, it's right here. Okay. But we've gone long a little bit. <laughs> and I want people just to I want I want to let the anticipation build just a little oh, bit more. Okay. Okay. I hope it's worth the wait. It will be. Okay. You're listening to the Defining <laughs> Audacity Radio Show and Podcast. That was homemade Christmas gifts. We are broadcasting from Blue Haven Pool. Sean and Glenn design our first episode of 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. It's time to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow, and start living on purpose. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity Radio Show and Podcast. Our inaugural episode of 2019 is January 2nd. We are in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. All right, Shauna wanted me to read my Sock Monster poem. Yes, I want to understand. I think you're going to like it. Is that a bold statement? Yes. I simply entitled it The Sock Monster. And if you're just tuning in, this was my homemade (laughs) Christmas gift for my family. An unlikely hero keeps friends together. This is a tale of two close friends who vowed to stay together until the very end. But it was an unlikely hero that saved the day and kept these pals together in a very unique way. The names of these buddies are Logan and Rimple. They are normal old tube socks, white and simple. They've had many chances to make a break live a useless life alone without their mate. But they are amigos, best friends and chums. They'd be lost without each other, like a hand with no thumbs. The only two things that could break up this attire is an evil laundry basket or the dreaded clothes dryer. Logan and Rimple were terrified a ton. They knew that laundry day could end their run. That's when they met their knight in shining armor. It was a friendly monster who turned out to be a real charmer. The sock monster had a gigantic heart. He loved socks so much and wanted to do his part. Oh, I thought you were going to say fart. (laughs) (laughs) It was right there, right? (laughs) His mission in life was to serve and protect. The best news, he wasn't scared of the dryer or laundry basket. With the help of friends like you and me, this monster helps keep socks safe and together in his mesh belly. When you remove your dirty socks from your stinky feet, simply feed the sock monster an unsavory treat. During a quick wash and a spin in the dryer, this monster will keep your socks out of the line of fire. They will be fresh and clean and together as one. All thanks to a monster. Hooray, screams everyone. Logan and Rimple can now live a life of peace. A sock-loving monster gave them joy and their fear has ceased. Now it's time to do your part. Keep feeding the monster and give all your socks a fresh start. That is awesome. Is that cute? Yes, it's very cute. Okay, so here's what you need to do. People need to see this. So, if, do you have a picture of you with your sock monster? I do. Okay, so here's what you do. Because I feel like we do this show, and I can see you, and you can see me, and we can see everything that's going around us, but people are just having to guess what we look like and what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. So, on Instagram today, so that people can see, do your sock monster, so people can see that you made it yourself, which is weird and enough, and then you wrote this incredible poem that sounds like it could be in a Shel Silverstein book. Seriously, it's, it's that good. So then, you know what that's called whenever you do more than one photo? A uh, slideshow. Mm-hmm. So hit the slideshow button, and the next photo is a, a picture of the poem. Yes, of the poem. And then in the context, in your text, write 
So I did something really dorky that probably should cause me to have to give up my man card. But for Christmas, I made people sock monsters. And I even wrote a dorky poem. But it's actually a pretty cool poem. People will really like it. I don't know. You might get some points for being smarter or creative. That's always what I'm going for, points for being smarter. And the reason why she's telling me this is during the last song... (laughs) We were talking about growing, how to grow the Defining Audacity Instagram page. Shauna has done a tremendous job of growing her brand, mm-hmm. especially on social media. Yes. And so during that last song, I was just like, man, can you help me? What did you say? Let's be very transparent. You said it's so hard to get to 80,000 followers. Well, yeah. I mean, this number, when I started, I had no idea that I could build this so fast. I've gained followers so quickly. And I told you it's because, you know, the photo is nice, but I tell a story. So it's not just like, look at this tree in my yard. Nobody gives a shit about the tree in your yard. You know, it's got to have some meaning or something. The tree has to have dollar bills on it or whatever. So it has to be a picture has a nice story. You have to make sure you use the right hashtags, blah, blah, blah. So people was scrolling, scrolling, you got to get their attention. You got to stop them somehow. Then if they stop, if, if you don't have like a catchy, funny, antidotal, helpful, moving, whatever, then you're not going to gain that. But people, you know what I get the most uh, messages when people say, thank you for being so real. Because more and more people are not. It's very fake. It's very... Oh, sure. It's, it's a show. And people can't really relate to that because everyone has these boring, mundane, messy, stressful. So I tend to use humor. And I think that that could help grow the Defining Audacity brand. I think if we infused humor and these things that we talk about, if we would just say, everyone, go look at this Instagram or this Facebook and look at what we're talking about because you're not going to believe it. Then it gives people context. And they can put all the pieces together. And I would say more pictures of me. Um, of course. Of course. So anyway, that was, that's my two cents. But it does seem to help. So then I shared my homemade Christmas gift. So that's why all yeah, of that, yeah. some context for you. So, But thank you in advance. <laughs> and yes. I'm really excited about that. What should my goal be? Do you get, let's, I like goals. What should I be shooting for? It's January 2nd. So by? You know, by December. Of 2019. Yes. Then How many? Let's try to have you at 50,000 followers. Okay. So almost a calendar year, mm-hmm. 50,000 followers. Is that doable? I think it is. I think if you do it the right way. I mean, I've, I've built mine in two years and You're I'm, I'm, I'm north of 75,000. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, my, my goal, I always think, oh, I'll be legit when I get to like 100,000. Well, that'll, that's coming soon. And then I'll be like, oh, I won't be a legit until 200. But you know what? A lot of opportunities come whenever you become, you become an influencer, then all these opportunities. And that's just if that's your goal. If your goal and it's like you are building a brand, I'm building a brand. But a lot of people just get on there and they want to show pictures of their family and their dogs. Right, right, and, right, right, right. You know, but, but if you, if you, and this is what I spoke about at whenever I did my, when I spoke at the Texas Conference for Women, and it was about building your brand, if that is your goal. So this may be interesting to some people. This may not for others. It just depends on what your agenda is. And you and I have an agenda. This is our livelihood. Right. But I think just everybody else, mm-hmm. normal people, they want people to see their stuff. They're not putting it out there just to put it out there. They still want people to see it. Yeah. 
to a certain degree. Right. So I think anybody and everybody that is actively on social media would get something out of this as well. Except, you just don't want to put except s- there is also a percentage who are just lurkers. They oh, just want to see. They, no they have nothing to, you know, so like, like my mom would fit in that category. She doesn't post anything. But she loves following pretty things and seeing She's kids and dogs. And yeah. So yeah. She, what'd you say? A voyeur. She is. She's a We're we're exhibitionist. Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I, we got off topic. No, it's okay. We were going to do Shauna's top 10 during this segment also. We're going to push that back. But right now, just real quickly, mm-hmm. I want you to talk about your movie marathon. You did that on December 26th, the day yes. after Christmas. You and Ellen went right. to the movies. Now, the goal going in was... Four, maybe five movies? Yeah, we did three. Okay, so t- just tell me about it. How okay, it? but before that, we I saw Instant Family uh, the day before, like so Thursday, before uh, whatever, a couple of weeks ago. Saw Instant Family. Um, that was cute. Then Ethan and So this I, is all in the theater. This yes. isn't counting movies she no. watched at home. Oh, God, I watched a million at home. This is at the theater. Instant Family, I saw at the theater. Then Ethan said, Mom, do you want to go to the Spider-Man, new Spider-Man movie? It is so good. And I'm, and it's animated, and I was on the. Oh, is edge. it animated? It's like that. You know how sometimes you see a commercial for a, a video game, and you're like, "Is that a? Re- is are those real oh, okay, people? Yeah, or is yeah. that it, that quality of where they almost look real? Computer generated animation. Yes, not like old school cartoons, superheroes on TV. You know, no, this is like computer animated, and the story and the movie, unbelievable, so good. I recommend it seriously. I, I thought it would be nap time for me. Did Ethan love it? Loved it. We we talked about it all the way home. So good. So saw those two. Then Ellen and I started out with the J-Lo movie, which it seems like a remake of Working Girl. Hey, it's Leah Remini in it, Jennifer Lopez. I can't remember who else, anybody and else. You sent me, what it, what's it called? Uh, second Act. I've never heard of it. Okay. So. It, it's cute. I don't know that I would go to the, pay for it at the movie theater. But, but when you it, did. I'm saying now that I've seen it. You're just like, again? Yeah. I'm telling the public, if you haven't seen it, don't worry about going to the theater to see it. Just wait till it comes out and then rent it. Will you see movies multiple times at the theater? It depends. Uh, Yes, I have. Okay. The Help, I think I saw like three times at the movie theater because I loved it. I've never seen that. Is it good? It's really good. Have you read the book? I've heard really good things about it. The book is really good too. I need to see it. Okay. Okay. So that was one. So then after that, we had like an hour and 15 minutes till our next one. So we went down to Capitol Grill, which was right around the corner from the theater. We had a glass of red wine. We had a salad and we just chatted. Then we raced back and I'd already pre-bought all of our tickets. So we were already checked in and everything. So Vice was the second one we saw. And that was based on a true story of the Dick Cheney reign and power. I learned a lot. There's a lot of history and a lot of stuff behind the scenes that maybe you didn't pay attention to when it was happening. Generally, you know, the vice presidency is not really a legit job. They really don't do a lot. He was able to do a lot. If you're a Dick Cheney fan, you'll like the movie. Did you you like it? I liked it because there's a lot of history and information that I, I liked and I loved the cast, but... I am not a fan of those people from that time, you know. So anyway, I'm a Democrat. So I saw it from, I came from a different perspective. I think if you are hardcore, you know, Republican, you might be pissed off at this movie. 
Because really? it, it doesn't shed a very good... No, it's just a terrible light on the, the things that were going on. There's really nothing negative about George W. on there. It kind of shows him as... I mean, he was not in it a lot. It really shows that Dick Cheney was like the mastermind of all these things going on. So... I think if you are a big time supporter of the Republican Party, this movie will upset you. Yeah. Really? Yes. It's funny. So the opening credits come on and it says, This is based on a true story. Then the second line said, Here are all the facts that we were able to pull together, but it's not the complete story because. Dick Cheney has, there's a lot of stuff we could not find out because he has a lot of secrets or whatever. And then the last sign said, we promise we did our f-ing best to get this right. It made you kind of laugh out loud. Anyway. That kind of set the tone for the film. and Yeah. So going into it, you don't know. The person who wrote and directed this, you don't know what their political affiliation sure. is. I didn't do any research or anything. I wasn't going in there thinking this is going to bash or, you know, make fun of these people. I had no intention at all. And I like this kind of stuff. I thought it would be more historical fiction, but I think it was a lot of real things that happened behind the scenes that the general public was not aware of at the time. And people were torn about what direction to go. Um, Anyway, it was really fascinating. My friend Ellen didn't enjoy it as much as I did because I caught her snoring one time for about (laughs) 10 or 15 minutes, but I just left her alone and she woke up and and finished it. And she was like, I wouldn't see that again. I, I really, really liked it. But not because of my political affiliation, just because uh, it was good storytelling. And you like the cast. Yes. So that was number two. Thank God we didn't end it on that because it was like a serious sort of, you know, like heavy. Right. So then uh, we went to the bar in the theater after that and got a glass of red wine and went to our third movie, which was Mary Poppins Returns. And it was very, very good. What's funny about this is when we were talking about it leading up to this movie marathon, you mentioned Vice, but you didn't mention these other two movies. I didn't. No, you wanted oh, to see... you know why? Because when Ellen came over before Christmas, we had a, we had a little Christmas get-together before Christmas, and she and I looked at the theater for that, you know, that day, and we had to plan out, we had to strategize. And the last movie we were seeing was Mary Poppins at 4.15, and I knew it would be over and I could be home by around seven and get ready and gear up for the TCU bowl game. Uh, Jeff and I wanted to watch that. That's why we didn't add a... Go Frogs, by the way. Yes. That was... Was that a high school football game? That was something. Oh. It was the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah, Nothing else it, needs to be said. It was said. terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jeff fell asleep. I watched the whole thing. So anyway, uh, we didn't do a fourth movie because I was like, Ellen, I love you, but you know, I love college football, so I have to go home and watch The Frogs. So So how was Mary Poppins? So good. Your kids would love it. You have to take them to see it. Okay, that's good. Yep. Emily Blunt, who I love, it plays Mary Poppins. And it's sort of like the Banks children have grown and now they have children of their own. Okay. So it's not a remake. It's a continuation. Gotcha. Now, we do have a week before the kids go back to school, so we may slide in a Mary Poppins is very happy. It's a good story. Okay. Yeah. As a, it sends a good message. Last question about your movie marathon. Did you eat popcorn at every single no. film? We ate popcorn in the morning at the 1015 movie, okay? Uh, then we went and had lunch, and I felt like I needed a salad and wine. And then the last movie, we ate a hot dog. <laughs> 
But I didn't eat again the rest of the day. You ate a movie hot dog. Yes, it was delicious. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I've never done that. Do I need to put that on my life list? It just depends on what theater you go to. If you go to a nice theater where the seats recline and they have a bar and they have a, a menu. And they're cooking the food behind the scenes. Well, the hot dog was on one of those spinny okay. things. But she took out a new package and put them on there. And she goes, these won't be ready for like 15 minutes. We will bring them to you in your theater. I said, you don't mind doing that? She's like, no, it'd be my pleasure. So I just gave her my ticket stub so she could see what seat I was in because you have assigned seats in these theaters. So about 15 minutes into the previews, she brought us fresh hot dogs. Ellen's was on a hot dog bun. They ran out of buns. So they put mine on a hamburger bun. You know what? Still a bun. Just as good. I was okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Movie marathon talk <laughs> on the Defining Audacity radio show. Oh. Good stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was fun. Did you see any previews that you're like, hell yes. There are so many good movies. About There's to come still out. movies I want to see that I haven't seen yet. Jeff and I had uh, movie tickets to see The Mule Christmas night, but his quote unquote sickness that oh, morning. Yeah. Uh, we, we were going to see it that night when everyone left. And I was like, do you want to go? Do you, you wanna, I guess we should skip the mule since you had fever and we're throwing up this morning. And he said, no, we'll do whatever you want, which is code for. All Hell right, no. well, I'm just going to put my <laughs> PJs on and sit on the couch. Can we watch Shawshank at least? Ugh. You and your movies. You are a fan for <laughs> I'm sure. I'm a movie fan. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. We're going to do Shauna's Top 10 when we come back. We're also going to do our bearded banter from our friends at Hungry Wolf Beard Company. Broadcasting from Blue Haven Pool, Shauna Glenn Design, Fort Worth, Texas. What we do in life echoes in eternity. I'm Brie Bagwell, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Shauna Glenn. And I'm Drew Myers. Let's do Shauna's top 10. We do this once a week with Shauna, and then she turns the tables and she does a Drew's mm -hmm. top 10. Yes. And we just rank our 10 best or worst of a particular category. Now, if you don't listen to the show on a regular basis, these are impromptu. We do not give each other the category beforehand so that we're shooting from the hip here. And that's what I like about this. It makes us think on our toes. It's funny. I can't remember which top 10 that I did. And I, I was just, it's just wheels off. It is wheels off. And they're like, that was your number one. And I was like, I was thinking on my toes. I just threw that out there. Yeah. So it's important for me to let people know it's impromptu. And I'm terrible at this. You're actually really good. You don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> okay. A few weeks ago, we did best places to travel. Okay. Shauna's top 10 today, worst places to go on vacation. Now, this doesn't have to be places that you've been. Okay. Just that you would think, oh my gosh, that would suck monkey nuts if okay. you went on vacation to this particular place. For example, no offense to the people in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but that just doesn't seem like a great place to go on vacation. Yes. So that, that's kind of what I mean. Now, it could be a place that you've been, mm -hmm. and you're like, that sucked, and we're never going back. Yeah. Or it could be someplace you're like, I will never, ever go to this particular place. So without further ado, Shauna's top 10 worst <laughs> places to go on vacation. Okay. Number, Number 10, 10. Shreveport. Okay. Have you been? Uh, yes. So have I. I didn't no mind offense it. To, no offense to Shreveport. 
Well, no but offense it, to anybody in any of these places. Okay, but it kind of feels like the armpit of America. Okay. Did you go over there? Did you gamble? I don't know. I've been there so many times. Mostly to drive through pee on my way somewhere else. Okay. We went as a family once and we gambled. And it was just like, Oh, yeah, we have done that too. It yeah. was just like a, a overnight. We didn't spend like a week in Shreveport. We went over there, gambled, and then came home. And it wasn't bad. Okay. So, okay, Shreveport, number 10. Number nine. McAllen, Texas. Okay, yes. I don't know why anybody, unless you're going to South Padre, you would go to the Valley Yeah. in Texas. Right. Yeah, that doesn't do anything for me either. What's it? Brownsville? I don't know. What if you worked at the CVB in McAllen, Texas? Like the Convention and Visitors Bureau? Like you actively recruiting people to come in vacation and visit McAllen or Brownsville? I would find the tallest building and jump off of it. Okay, so the two-story building in McAllen and just (laughs) hurl yourself (laughs) off of it. Will you die or you just maim yourself and you're like, well, (laughs) now I'm really... Now you're in the McAllen Hospital. (laughs) That's actually funny. Okay, number number eight. eight. Anywhere in Ohio? Wow. And I have a really, really, really good friend, Brittany, who lives in Ohio. Shout out. I know Brittany. I know you know Brittany. Brittany is on fire. She's got a couple of books out that are on the New York Times bestseller list. And she lives in Ohio. And no offense, she's probably going to be like, you, why'd you like dog on Ohio? But I've been there a couple of times, not bragging, not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. What else is in Ohio? Cincinnati, Ohio State University. Ugh, that's a reason. For, that's a, a reason enough. Ohio State University. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, Brittany. I know you went to school there too. Um, she's she may be, she may unfriend me after this. She's not listening. Where did, did you go to Cincinnati? I like Cincinnati. I haven't I, spent any time in Cleveland. Uh, no, I have flown into. To go see her, you I have flown. In, I've sl- I've flown into Detroit. And I've flown into Toledo. So, shout out to both those airports. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Number seven. Um, number seven. Let's see. South Dakota? Isn't the... Um, isn't that where Mount Rushmore is? I don't know. What a boring monument. Would you want to go see Mount Rushmore? No, I, that doesn't do anything for me. I mean, the most fascinating thing about it is that Wow, somebody actually was able to right. chisel people's faces out of stone. But, meh. I'm with you. Yeah, okay. What number are we on? Gosh, I hope Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota. We're idiots. I think it is. Okay. I'll look it up while you say number six. Missouri. Okay. Is it because you hate St. Louis Cardinal fans? Because that's why I don't like Missouri. Yeah, I don't like them either. They taunted me after we lost the World Series. You know my World Series story, right? I was at Game 6. Well, I, I have a Game 6 story, too, but you tell yours first. I was at Game 6 in St. Louis. Rangers, can, if they win, they win oh, their yes. first ever world title. I think you and I were texting back and forth. Nelly Cruz does whatever yes. he does out in right field, and they don't win that Game 6. It goes to a Game 7. We didn't stand a chance because we were completely demoralized. Yes, and I'm walking out of Bush Stadium in St. Louis, and Cardinals fans were going nuts. And I would be, too, if mm-hmm. I was a Ranger fan. Mm-hmm. They were going nuts and screaming in my face, and one guy put his hands on me like, uh-uh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there's a Game 7, there's a Game 7, knowing in my head it didn't matter. It right. was over. So 
anytime I see anybody with a Cardinals cap on or shirt on, I say, I hate your attire. Yeah. So if you're in St. Louis or anywhere in Missouri, probably, you're going to see that. And that's what I would do. I would just call them out constantly. Ugh. What's your game six story? Um, We're in my living room. Jeff and I were going netzo netzo. We're one out away from winning the whole friggin' thing. Not once, but twice. Twice. I made the mistake of opening the champagne. I know. I I really do. I accept all responsibility for the loss. I pop- You owe Ron Washington I know. and John Daniels and the entire Rangers fan base an apology letter. Okay, can I tell you that I've I'm already- so pissed off at you right now, I can't even see straight. Can I tell you that I I did apologize to Ron uh, to Ron Washington to his face. I met him at an event, walked up to him, I shook his hand, I said, I'm so sorry, that's on me. He was very, very gracious. And then he punched me in the stomach. Okay, the last part is fake. He didn't punch me. He wanted to, but I did tell him, I, I did apologize, because I do feel responsible. So St. Louis, not, or what did I say, Missouri? Missouri? Yeah, the whole state of Missouri. Okay, out. Ugh. Number five. All of the things that you have mentioned are in the continental United States so far. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to go international on the last five. I didn't You don't know. know. I might. You Number don't five. Me. You don't know me. Let's see. I have no desire to go to Iraq. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Anywhere in the Middle East. Okay. Middle East in general. And that's interesting. It's number five. I can't wait to hear four through one. If yeah. Middle East is five, uh-huh. that's good. And just for the record... Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota. Thank God. Yeah, I know, right? God, people I know. would have judged us. Number four? Yes. Orlando. <laughs> you would rather go to Iraq or the Middle East uh-huh. than go to Orlando. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Why do you hate it so much? Is it because of Disney World? No, 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 no. I you've, lo- probably, you've probably been, a, they have a lot of conferences there. So They have probably been- a ton of conferences. I've done more soccer tournaments in Orlando. I've done more because of my kids, my older kids playing soccer, select soccer. I've done more when I had a another job where I had to go to conventions. I went to a lot of conventions in Orlando. I hate Orlando. We can just burn it down. No offense to Mickey and Minnie and all the gang over there at Disney World. I like your facility in Disneyland in California, but not Orlando. Okay. And she's voiced that before. Please don't make me go to Orlando. Okay, I won't. Thank you. Number three. Do you know what your number one is? I don't know. This is going to sound really bad. Any super small town in Texas. No offense taken. (laughs) I just, this is going to sound really bad. But when I drive through these little bitty towns, this is what I say. Why would anyone live here? Everything is a struggle. You better not forget milk and eggs and bread at the store. She have to turn you around 40 miles. And guess what? Uh, grocery delivery service doesn't go out there either. You are screwed. <laughs> you should see Drew. He's looking at me. Oh, I know. Does Rainbow, Texas fit into this category? Is Rainbow a small town? Yes. When you consider Rainbow... A- a small town or Glen Rose a small town? Yeah, when when you have to be careful and watch out for cows and donkeys crossing the road, then you're in a small town. I love Rainbow, Texas. 
as she makes the biggest fart face I've ever mm. seen. Like she just broke wind, smelled it, didn't recognize her brand, <laughs> and was like, who just farted? I okay. No disrespect. No disrespect. We've already put that disclaimer on this whole thing. No disrespect <laughs> to anybody that lives in any of these towns. Okay. Number two. Number two. Well, I'm just going to say no desire to go to Antarctica. Okay. Makes sense. It's cold. You hate penguins. Yeah. It's not on your life list to go to every continent, so... Yeah. The airport there sucks. The airport in Antarctica is the worst. It is? Yes. What's wrong with the airport? You don't know. It's it's just not real clean, and the people that work there aren't real nice. Is you've that, heard you've heard about the Antarctica airport, right? Is it is it is that is it that one up there or is that down there? Which one is Antarctica? And which when, one? Okay, so when you're saying <laughs> up there or down there, on top you, of the planet, oh, you're talking or, about on Earth. It's yeah. the one, the one at the top is where Santa lives. That's the North Pole. But what's that called? It's called the Arctic. That's the Arctic. And then Antarctica, Antarctica is the South so, Pole. Okay. And you, I'm, you're joking, right? You have heard about the airport down there, right? No. What's wrong? There's no airport. What are you talking about? What? Are you, what? What's the deal with the airport? It's it's considered one of the worst airports in the world. Why? Because nobody wants to work there, Shauna. It's Antarctica. Maybe we should just close it. It's like, hey, you know what? Sorry, Antarctica's closed. The whole continent or the airport in Antarctica? Go, no, just it, no, the whole continent. Like, just, just going out of business sale. Okay. Is anybody there? I, but I want to finish up What's the conversation. What's the population about the an- of Antarctica? It, uh, people or penguins? <laughs> Nobody the pe- lives there. Nobody lives there. Well, why do you go there? To take pictures of penguins? To go and explore and go on adventures. And just for the record, to finish up this conversation, there's no airport there. Oh, there isn't? No. Well, how do you get there? Boat! Oh. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Why couldn't you fly to Antarctica? Because there's not... Because you can't fly upside down? <laughs> the world doesn't work like that. There's not an airport there. How would I know that? Because you are a smart human being. I've never, ever considered or thought about an airports in Antarctica. You're joking with me. I think you can take like a helicopter in there. I'm not taking and a maybe helicopter. a seaplane. I would never. But there's get not on a, an airport. I would not get on a helicopter. Ever? Ever in a million years they crash. So does your car. No. So does I'm in control. An airplane. I'm a good driver. Okay. Number one on Shauna's top ten worst place to go on vacation. Mississippi. You would rather go to Iraq, Antarctica. Mm-hmm. McAllen, mm-hmm. then go to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What did Mississippi do to you? It's very racist there. Oh, yeah. It's very backwards. I love people, all people. We all know that. There's not a person I don't love. I love I love everyone. But I'm also... Man, ass is... I don't even know why people are, I have friends because, okay, so say I'm a feminist in that I believe that everyone should have the same rights and that I don't feel like women should have, I don't feel like the husband should be the boss of the woman. I just, that's something about that just rubs me the wrong way. I would not be able to be in a relationship where my husband is the boss of me 
And um, every time, and I've spent a lot of time in Mississippi because that's where my ex-family is from, and I love oh, them. Oh, there it is. No, no, no. I love them. I love them. I don't like that you, as soon as like you cross the Mississippi River into Mississippi, women are taken back about 80 years. Really? I mean, yes. It's permission to, uh, you know, ask permission to do this. It's like, let's ask our, you know... They, they look toward the husband to make the call on dinner and what time. And it, and it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it's like the 1940s. I was given a book by my ex-mother-in-law, who I love. I love, love, love her. She taught me so many things. She made me a better cook. She taught me how to sew. I love her. Love her. But she is old school where the man is, she gave me a book about how to be a, a, a really, the best wife. And it said things like, keep the house, make sure when your husband gets home, you uh, ask him immediately if he would like a drink and let him sit down and relax. Don't bombard him with questions about his day. Don't t- talk to him about your trivial little minutia. Do you still have this book? Don't. Yes, I do. Don't let the children... Keep the children quiet. Make sure they are tidy. Make sure you are clean and you have on your hair and your makeup done. Bra optional. Make sure that the vacuum has been done and that um, and uh, really just make it his evening comfortable because he had a long, hard day and he doesn't want to hear about anything that's gone on with your day. Yes, I have this book. Oh. It is a. I have so many pages dog-eared that yes. offend me. We're going to talk about it on this show. It is. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm, she's, my, she's worked up. She's shaking. My head might explode. But so but that is I find a, a big like a lot of people believe that a large swath of Mississippi believe and, that. and maybe. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a smaller town and it's it's close to Starkville and uh, no disrespect to people in Mississippi. You all, you all are very lovely um, people, but. Women, I just feel like are taken back like almost a century. It's, I could never live there. I, I mean, I, they actually they they would murder me probably. They would hang me in a front yard. Okay, that's interesting. Who knew? And I cannot wait to talk about that book on the air. You're gonna let me look at it, familiarize myself with it. She, her head is about to explode right now. Yeah, and, and and it wasn't a joke gift. It was a well, no, this, no, right? This 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 will this will strengthen your marriage. And I read it, and anyway, I almost jumped off a two-story building and maimed myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's Shauna's top ten. <laughs> You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. Broadcasting from Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to come back to our bearded banter and get out of here today on this January 2nd, our inaugural episode of 2019. I don't want things to happen accidentally. I want things to happen on purpose. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. You're listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity Radio Show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. That's going to do it for this January 2nd. We're going to do our bearded banter from our friends at Hungry Wolf Beard Company. If you didn't get that perfect beard product gift for Christmas or maybe a New Year's gift, check out HungryWolfBeardCompany.com and treat yourself. Maybe you got a gift card like a American Express gift card in your stocking. Buy yourself some beard care products. I need to use your gift that you gave me to the boardroom. Yes, you do. And get cleaned up. I'm a hot mess. 
But our friends at Hungry Wolf Beard Company have all your beard care products, your beard oil, your beard wax, your premium RX hair stimulant for your splotchy beard. They've got great merchandise. Check them out. Everything they make is handcrafted, all natural. They're family owned out of Bastrop, Texas. HungryWolfBeardCompany.com and make sure you use that promo code Live On Purpose. You get free shipping if you do it. Here's our question today, submitted by Russell Tucker, founder of Hungry Wolf Beard Company. Shauna, what do you owe yourself? Most of the time, a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but that's funny. (laughs) Why? You can laugh. It's true. Okay, hold on. So let me back up. You owe yourself a round of applause because you don't give yourself a round of applause? Other people give you applause, but you don't give yourself applause? No, 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 no. What do you owe yourself? No, and that makes sense because I think a lot of people fall into that category. It's that self-love. They don't give themselves enough appreciation, and so no, mine's more. Mine's were you trying to be funny with that answer? No, no, no. Mine is more. Uh, you don't have to get so deep with mine. Mine is. I owe myself a round of applause because every day that I get all the crap done that I have to, I'm like, I'm a badass. Okay. And then it's like slow clap, like, oh, and then it gets faster, you know, oh, and louder. Yes. Okay. There's nothing I can't do. I like that. I mean, I can't hula hoop. It doesn't matter. The world goes on. It does. I need to cut myself some slack. Okay, and that's, that's mine. I owe myself grace. Yeah. Because not perfect, doing the best I can, busting my tail, you know, getting a lot of darts thrown at me from other directions, yeah. and I don't need to be beating myself up. I need to give myself some grace. Yeah, and and I think everybody should give themselves applause. Right. I think everybody should give themselves grace, and, and everybody should just calm the f- down too. You know what I mean? Other people, yeah, everybody, and just don't take everything super seriously. Okay, because I find that if you will stop making everything such a big deal. You'll notice that your your anus will unclench. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you seriously. I promise you, if you thought about it right now, your sphincter is clenched super tight because we're all so stressed and worried about everything. Just chill out, cool it. Give yourself that. Okay. You owe yourself a break. Okay, I like that also. I think we owe ourselves a lot. I think we're too hard on ourselves. We are, you know, and every time. This is going to sound haughty and snooty, and I don't mean for it to be, but I'm telling you the Europeans are doing something right. If you ever have a chance to go to Europe and visit Italy or Amsterdam, the Netherlands, any of those places over there, Paris, London, the way they live is so... Refreshing? Yes, because it's not a big hurry. It doesn't seem like a race to get to the top to see who's the winner. Because, I mean, what does that mean? What does the winner get? I mean, you probably die of a heart attack. I feel like everything here is so fast and everybody's competition with each other and trying to top everyone else. And it feels so differently over there. And I don't know if that's just because I'm like romanticizing it because I'm a visitor and I'm not living there and I'm not seeing the struggles. But every time I come back, I'm like, yes, I need to slow down and stop making everything a big deal. And then, of course, I fall into my patterns and my old routines. But I want to be more conscious and aware of just... Not everything's a big deal. Okay. You know who makes a big deal out of everything and I really have to work on him? Jeff Jones. Everything's a big deal. Can I tell you something really quickly that happened that had him worked up? His stomach was sick all day long. Okay. Here's a quick story. We went to a fancy party. Remember I told you about the poop game? Right, right, right. I bought the pimple game and I bought the poop game. 
So I was like, oh, I'll take the toilet game. We had to take a $20 gift to this, this party. fancy party. This fancy party. So I took one and wrapped it up, and everybody thought it was a hoot and funny, funny, funny. So on Christmas Day, when all the cousins and everybody were over, they were all playing hide-and-seek outside. These are all the little kids. And I had the pimple popper game that I hadn't done anything with. And so to my little niece, Maggie, who's almost 10, I said, hey, look, I bought this game off Amazon because I couldn't believe it was a real game. I didn't give it to anybody. If you guys want to play it, she goes, oh, thank you, Auntie Shauna. And she took it out front and set it down on the porch while they finished their game. So the day that I went to the movies with Ellen that whole day, I called Jeff when I was on my way home. He said, Shauna, he said, I am sick to my stomach. He said, I guess that people at that party that we went to didn't appreciate our joke because they brought back the pimple popper game and put it on our front porch. Mm. And I've been sick at my stomach because they, I go, honey, that didn't happen at all. We took the toilet flushing game (laughs) and they thought it was crazy funny. I gave the cousins the pimple popper game to play outside in between hide and seek. And he goes, oh my God, what a relief. And I'm like, you've been... He was like, I've been sick all day. I said, you're going to have a heart attack and die. I can't believe you just, he made up that whole thing in his head and ran with it. I understand where he's coming from. I get it. You knew the whole story. He had to fill in pieces of the story. Yeah. And he didn't even remember what game we took. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he, fill, he, he filled in pieces. He, he came up with his own. Yes. Yes. Conclusion. Yes. His own ending to the story. So I get it. Once he found out the story, he's like, oh. Yeah, then he was relieved. I understand that. His sphincter unclenched. That's okay. Immediately. I'm okay with getting kind of worked up about that. You are? Yeah, to a certain degree. Now, if he was still worked up, even after you told him the real story, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was relieved. I'm sure there are people in Amsterdam or Madrid or Paris same thing happens over there. I'm sure. So Yeah, we're just not seeing it because we're seeing the beautiful but, tourists. But I, but, but I do think in this country, the winning component mm-hmm. and the just going 100 miles an hour to chase this carrot that we'll never catch, because like you said, it's going to end in a heart attack, mm-hmm. more than likely. Spoiler alert, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. I think that is a big problem. Yeah. I really do. I think the story you told about Jeff is completely different. Oh, you do? I think it's completely different. Yes. Again, I could see me kind of doing that. Just filling in a story with our own details and getting us worked up. Just don't take yourself so seriously. Everybody calm down. Okay. I need something catchy to needlepoint on a pillow. Or make a t-shirt. Yeah. Is yeah. it going to have the F word in it? I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Dividing Audacity radio <laughs> show and podcast. I'm Drew Myers. I'm Shauna Glenn. Happy 2019. Happy We're, 2019. We've got some exciting stuff planned for this year. Really excited about this radio show ramping up again as I was driving into Fort Worth. I was like, here we go. Yeah. 2019 is going to be big for us, Shauna. It is. Let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's win. Damn it. Ugh. At all costs. Yes. Burn the candles at both ends and just work our fingers I'm to I'm going to need up. more candles. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Start living a bold adventurous and intentional life. And just remember the first and most important step in that process is to embrace your story. Remember to live on fire. I dig it. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic Wednesday. See you. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. We inspire people to throw a wrench in the status quo and put your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. Are you living a bored, joyless, and uninspired life? We'll inspire you to live on purpose. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.